This is a crowd podcast. Hello, I'm Geraint Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And you've just entered the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club. Brought to you by Zwift. Find your fun with the indoor cycling app where fun is fast. Kreuzer. That's a bit of Welsh for you. Geraint has sunny LA. La La Land. There is a La La Land cafe, actually, which we've been meeting at. Does it play the songs? Uh, I haven't been inside, but it does a decent espresso on the go out of a cardboard cup or whatever they're made of. But yeah, no, it's great. It's um, weather's oh, lovely, to be fair. Going out in shorts and jersey from 8am. Uh, so can't complain. The first few days were tricky with jet lag and Max. But yeah, all good. How are you? I'm good. I'm, sli- I'm slightly jealous. I'm recording uh, this in a, a down jacket. <laughs> Not because my house is cold, but, but because it's so cold outside that I've carried quite a lot of the cold outside inside. Um, whereas you're about to go out in, what, 20 degrees, will it be? Yeah, I think maybe a little bit warmer even. But it's windy today, so... My, my heart does bleed. Um, do you still do any LA-style tourism stuff? Um, or have you been there so often now that you don't bother? Like, do you still go to Rodeo Drive or um, get excited when you see the Hollywood sign? Um, Hollywood sign's always, you know, I wouldn't say excited, but, you know, nice to see when I'm on my bike. And one of Sarah's schoolmates, actually, has been staying a couple of days with us because she's out here as well. And um, so they've been doing a bit more of the touristy stuff. I've just been, yeah, getting in the hours, really. Um, I had to look after Max. Um, well, I say I had to look at, he's my son, isn't he? But, <laughs> but um, I had to get out early for training and get back early. So then, because the girls were going to, yeah, for a hike up to the Hollywood sign. Kind of thought that's probably not ideal for Max, two-year-old. No. So, yeah, got out at, yeah, before seven, got back just after 11. And um, we got a little pool here. He loves that. I think we were in it for about an hour and a half. And you know when you're just like, oh... It's actually warmer now in the pool than if I get out. Yeah. It was a bit windy and it was like in the shade a bit then and the sun was going down but I was like, Phew. I just don't know where they get the energy from. Kids now. Is he armbanded up or does he go without armbands now? Uh, he doesn't have armbands but he can't swim either so, you know, keeps me on my toes. <laughs> but we need to get something actually. <laughs> yeah, it's been busy days, you know, training hard and then, yeah, looking after a lively two-year-old. We haven't had a shoulder update for a while. I'm very conscious of this. So are you at the point now where you could pole vault or do shot put? <laughs> I don't think I could ever do shot put, to be honest, even before my shoulder up. But um, <laughs> it's definitely a lot better. The, the mobility is, is good. The strength is lacking, but... It always was though, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. So I didn't have much to lose anyway. But um, it was just the only thing I got an issue with at the minute is getting in my back pocket easily. So if you're in a cafe with your mates, you can't reach your wallet. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. And um, <laughs> But then even when you're riding, you know, just getting in my pocket for a bit of food or whatever, it's still a bit of a a challenge to get my arm bent back around there. But um, it's improved a lot. I actually got a pool update for you. Two of my mates came over before Ooh. I came out here. And uh, I was 5-0. and oh, One five out of five. Were you? Yeah. Absolutely smashed it. I think... Uh, the, the shoulder up might have done me some, some real good when it comes to <laughs> playing pool. So all this time, you could have been a pool professional. You just need a little bit more, more mobility in the shoulder. And that's what the surgeon's given you. I think so, yeah. Yeah. You look as pleased now as I've ever seen you look. 
because one of them, Dale, he's oh, he, he fancies himself as a bit of a pool player. Like he's he's hanging out in pubs a lot, and you know, up in the valleys. So he fancies himself a lot. So yeah, to beat him three out of three, it was that was nice. The other guy, that's a token. It's like playing Italy in the Six Nations. You know, it's a win anyway. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Just depends how messy it gets, yeah. but it's a win. Very brave of a Welshman to make that comment about Italy in the Six Nations, but we'll leave it there for now. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tom, speaking of updates, I think we've got a pretty major one on the merch, haven't you? Gee, this is so major that I'm not even going to ask for one of your rubbish drum rolls. I think it calls for a professional drum roll, which uh, our producer and club secretary, Louise, can insert here. Thank you, Lou. And the reason for that professional drum roll is that our new merch line is available to purchase right now. And yes, I didn't say some merch. I said merch line because we've got jerseys. We've got bib shorts, first time ever, and... We've got socks. So, gee, you can go full kit wanker in GTCC gear, and we encourage you to do it. <laughs> this is a really high-quality Bio Racer kit. They make the kit for your team, G, don't they, in your Grenadiers. So give us a bit of insight into the kit. Yeah, it is a bit different to Castelli. I think um, it's nice. It's, it's got, a, as you say, a very good range as well. I think we've got a few more things in the pipeline to come out after that as well, after the shorts and jersey and stuff. But... Yeah, so far so good. So I'm um, looking forward to getting my hands on some of that and getting everything on. Yeah, so if you're interested in this, you're going to have a look at it on all our social channels. You can buy all the items individually and we've also done you some deals on packages, which is a nice touch. It's all on pre-sale until midnight on Sunday the 30th of January. So go to gtccstore.com to snap yours up now. Right, enough kit chat, Tom. Let's get a guest on. Sponsor Klaxon. The GTCC are delighted to be sponsored by Momentus, a leading human performance company that works with pro and elite sporting teams. And here's Geraint to tell you about their flagship product, PR Lotion, and a cheeky discount for our members. Yeah, so PR Lotion is a cream that you just basically massage on your muscles that are working. So the other day, for instance, I had a big time trial session, so an hour before... Just was there in my kitchen, massaging cream all over my legs, and uh, but it works very well. And the data also actually shows that you'll get 53% less muscle soreness and be able to do 25% more training intervals, so win-win. So go on, go and slap it all over those legs before your next big ride, or your next workout, or even your next GTCC ride. Just go to livemomentous.com and use the discount code GTCC2021 at the checkout for 25% off Momentus's PR Lotion. Happy training. Hello, I'm here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Go Love Yourself. It's the show where we're working to love ourselves a little bit more. Yay! I'm Laura, I'm a body confidence and plus size fashion influencer. I was also on the Bake Off. You were? Why didn't you tell anybody? <laughs> and I'm Laura's best friend, Lauren, and we're going to be talking about everything from diet culture to dating, mental health to social media, and generally not caring about what people think. And we're going to be chatting to some of our favourite people. You'll see the photo, it's fine. <laughs> Involves some fists, but that's all we can say. Thank God we got a doctor in the house. <laughs> Your body is the least interesting thing about you. Yes. Yeah. Give me a chance. I haven't even digested my sprouts. <laughs> We've got new episodes out every Tuesday. Just search Go Love Yourself in your podcast app. Tom, 
Today's guest is a big one, and quite literally, actually. He's won two world titles. He's helped Italy to an amazing team suit gold at the Olympics back in Tokyo. He's won a total of six stages in the Giro, four of them in 2020, and he's still only 25. Welcome, the most powerful man in the pro peloton, Filippo Ghana. Ciao, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the GTCCC. Uh, no, just two Cs. Welcome to the GTCC, mate. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, nice uh, to be here. That's quite a Palmares you've got already. Age longer. For 25, yeah. Yeah. Like, because you've also won a hell of a lot. Wasn't there a time where I think you'd won 10 time trials in a row or something crazy like this? Uh, I think uh, a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, oh, but uh, yeah, uh, it's it's longer. And just to think, the, my first one uh, when uh, I come here in uh, Sky in in France in a little race, and uh, it started here to win. Uh, it continues to do. Yeah, because you came here, you were third year pro, right? You did two years with UAE, then you came here. Did you not win in UAE? No, no way. All oh, right, zero zero race. Well, well, soon soon up that didn't you? Since coming here. For lucky, I come here. Yeah, certo, of course. <laughs> oh, it's nice, isn't it? Can I, can I ask first of all, Pippa, how was Geraint's pronunciation of your name? Was it nice in Italian? Filippo Gana. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. No? Or, or Pippo. Pippo for short. Or Top, top Gana is your... Or oh, Gana dear. He continues to change it in my name. <laughs> Last year in, uh, <laughs> in the Giro, after a lot of stage... Uh, you sent me the message. Uh, we are the new Ghana deer. <laughs> like it, the Ghana deer. Yeah, that's a, that's Very another nice. name we gave him instead of Grenadier. I did. Yeah, yeah See I what got we did the there, Tom. Grenadier, Ganadier thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Tom, obviously, you know this as well. But just for people that might not know, like in Italy, the Tifosi, Tifosi, is that right? The fans, Tifosi. Yeah, Tifosi. Tifosi. They just absolutely love cycling, don't they? And every rider seems to have his own fan club. So, how many members has yours got? Uh, this year, uh, around the 500. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not no. bad. So, they gave you the name Top Ghana, and it's on your bike and everything now, isn't it? Exactly, exactly the same. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's nice. He's nice to have a lot of people uh, close to you when uh, you are uh, full full gas in the race and uh, you have a support at home or closer to the, at the race. Yeah. yeah. Well, sadly, I don't have a fan club, Tom, but we've got the GTCC. Yeah, I think that's sort of... I mean, there will be some fans of yours in the GTCC, I'm sure. I hope they're all... Yeah, it would be strange if they didn't. Um, the thing I, I think, uh, G, when you said we were going to get Pippo on, like, there's so many reasons to love cycling as a sport, and I think one of them is the fact that you can have Pippo, who is six foot four, 12 stone, 13 pounds... And he can be in the same team at a Grand Tour as Egan Bernal, who's five foot nine and about nine and a half stone. It's a wonderful thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I think people are probably thinking right now, what the hell are you going on about with all these feet and inches <laughs> and stone and pounds? But yeah, like obviously, how tall are you? Like just 93. A, 193 and, and how heavy? Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Today, before the training, uh, 88. Uh, and uh, ah, when, so I, when, I, when I say my coach is, uh, I don't think he's uh, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's such a, a gulf between so Pipo and Ghana or, or little Ben, one of the new sign-ins, who's, who's even smaller than Egan. 
but it all it all works you know there's stages for Ghana he's won as we said numerous world titles and this and that and then obviously there's stuff for Egan and everyone in the middle as well so um, but like a rugby team actually that's probably a sport that's probably the closest to that yeah what what position are you in the rugby team again you're the fly half who does everything aren't you isn't, isn't that the way you see yourself oh yeah I'm fly half yeah 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 I had Ghana as my second row actually oh you did yeah yeah but he could also be a Lomu-esque sort of winger, couldn't he? Yeah. And he could probably play, I reckon, open side as well, at number eight. Yeah. I, we'd put him anywhere, wouldn't we, really? We'd get him <laughs> in the team. That's basically, it's uh, Ghana's looking confused again, but um, uh, you, you know Italy, you, yeah. you, you're in the Six Nations in the rugby. Oh, okay, okay. If you were playing, you'd probably help the team. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now... Okay, now we're clear. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I don't follow too much. <laughs> Maybe I need to do a new history. <laughs> Start to understand more. <laughs> so, Pippo, you had a pretty extraordinary 2021. Before we talk about the Olympics, before we talk about some other stuff, let's talk about the Giro. Because you had a pretty remarkable race. I think if you had just done all the things you did for your team leader, Egan Bernal, you could have been said to have had a really fantastic race, but then you had all your stage wins on top of that. Oh, yeah. The first uh, first stage in Torino after the Romandy with G, uh, I say I'm not being conditioned, maybe doesn't go well, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, with head uh, I try to to be strong, and uh, yeah, he's arrived the first victory, then the pink jersey. I follow Egan uh, more and more for uh, helping him uh, in the bad situation. And in the end, uh, we celebrate. But uh, yeah, I hope uh, to come back in uh, 23 with another person because uh, I have promised me and uh, we see. <laughs> Basically, yeah, Egan is looking at me now because he, he says we need to do one more Giro together before like it. either one of us, well, either I retire or he moves teams or whatever happens in the future. But... So yeah, we made that deal. I'll go in 2023 if we both try and uh, make the tour this year. Oh, in 2022. So yeah, that's the little <laughs> deal we got there. But going back to 2021 Giro, um, Ghana was world time trial champion going into the race. As he said, we'd just been in Romandy where I won the overall and Ghana was helping me. And um, yeah, it just wasn't like... Feeling 100%, no? Yeah, exactly. The, the legs don't spin well, a little bit tired after the altitude camp in, uh, in uh, Teide. Uh, maybe so I'm a little bit tired, but uh, then uh, I will do a nice week uh, to the recovery. And yeah, it's a uh, income back, no? Turns it around pretty well. Yeah, but like, for lucky. <laughs> must have been a lot of pressure, though. In obviously Italy, you'd worn the pink mm. jersey the year before. You were world champion. Everyone must have just been giving you the jersey before the start. Yeah, also the newspaper, everyone you speak about, uh, you can do, you can do, yeah. Maybe yes, but uh, if uh, the feeling is not well, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy also for the head or something else, but uh, sometimes uh, you need uh, to be strong and uh, yeah, it's done. <laughs> Even the last time trial, um, you punctured as well, no? Exactly, yeah. Maybe 10k to go, but uh, I'm uh, realize I punch at uh, last uh, four free, and uh, when I see, I think uh, no, I'll uh, I lose this one. I will lose the, the last uh, important in the in the Giro. But uh, for lucky, 
also Cavania will be a little pro in the. Oh yeah, what happened the there? He went straight in the last corner. Yeah, or because I think uh, he think the corner is to the right, but he is in to the left and uh, have a complete uh, <laughs> change <laughs> the direction. Uh, no, he's not uh, well. <laughs> Did you see the f- the video of Garner's puncher in that TT, Tom? No, what was what happened? So basically, I don't know how far it was. How far was it? Uh, I don't know. I've, uh, it was short, no? Yeah, three to four seconds. Oh, no, but the total of the ah, case. The, ah, sorry, uh, 20, 20, 25 maybe. Oh, okay. It's not too short. Yeah, oh, so it's quite long, but um, Ghana punctured during the stage. And there's footage from the team car, and you can see the. it was quicker than an F1 wheel change. Oh, yeah, I do remember this, yeah. It was really slick, like, obviously, Garner stick his hand up. The guys knew there was a problem with the back tyre, so hops off, new bike straight away, jumps on, mechanic, like, sprinting, Usain Bolt style, yeah. down the road, big shove. Formula and, wine, change of bike. Yeah. the same. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Garner was, won the stage by three, four seconds, as he said, so that was, uh, yeah, that change was key, really, to all that, yeah. I always think, G, that the mechanic must be like lobbing his guts up after one of those because he's jumped out of the car at top pace. And like, mechanics don't do training, do they? They don't do sort of bobsleigh style starts, but that's fundamentally <laughs> what they have to do. I mean, Pippo's a big, strong man. It's not easy getting him started again. Yeah, no, it was. It was good technique. It was all, yeah, A stars all around, really. Because um, the mechanics, they can get quite nervous and stuff, you know, and you're a bit like, oh, come on. What's the worst that's going to happen? You don't have to race. But then in that moment, like, boom, it was here when he actually had to do something, like, important. So he saved uh, saved the race. For, I hope you bought him something nice. Did you get him a little gift or the mechanic? The mechanic says... Uh, At least a beer, no? In the in the night, I think uh, a lot also. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> also, okay, without my, my victory, but also with the team victory, we are celebrating a lot. Yeah, it shows us uh, everyone needs to be cool under pressure, not just the riders, really. Yeah, definitely. So, Geraint, give us an appreciation then of what it's like if you are contending for the overall at a stage race, what it's like to have someone like Pippo in your team. Oh, it's it's a massive benefit, really. For one, if there's an opening time trial or prologue, he has a great chance of winning. So if he does win, you've got the jersey in your team and you're already able to sit at the front um, because you're the team that has to control the race. So you're out of trouble, more or less, because of that anyway. Even if there's not a prologue or a time trial, for instance, um, I did Tirreno in 2020 and um, with with people, and he was looking after me the first stage. It was a real flat day, sprint day, and basically all I had to do was just follow him. Like, and obviously the other boys did a good job as well. But from about 5k or maybe further 6k until 3k to go, 3k to go is kind of like the cutoff for the GC if we get to there and then there's a crash or something we get the same time so that's kind of our finish line almost just sat behind Pippo and you know he's obviously quite a big lad and I was just tucked in behind just out like of all a motorbike <laughs> yeah it was like behind a motorbike or a smart car maybe <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah it was just like getting sucked along by him and he just went on the front and that was it all these other teams try to come up for 30 seconds or so and then they just boof blow away just you know can't ride at that speed for that long and yeah he just has that raw power to just get you out of trouble or keep you in the front out of trouble and uh yeah so having someone like garner is invaluable to a gc guy but also because uh when you see your leader to be quiet arriving the 3k and to be easy 
inside they say, okay, for today, my job is done. I can go sleep uh, really well without problem or something else. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that, that reminds me in Romandy, because Ghana's so strong and he's able to, you know, he really wants to commit to um, whatever the plan is and the leader is that day. You have to sort of rein him in a bit as well. It's like, oh, mate, no stress, just save it. You know, we're in a good position here, no need to do any more. Because he can just just keep going or go, you know, do much a lot more than he has to really. So it's just making sure you sort of rein him in at times as well. But yeah, just raw power, I think, is the biggest way to describe him. How's that feeling for you, Pippo? So then if we think about that stage at the Giro in 2021 on the White Rose, on the Strada Bianchi, where Ineos blew the race apart for Egan Bernal, how does that feel for you when you're having a really good day and you know that you're doing something really, really significant for your team leader? I think uh, this day I remember really well because uh, I never ride in the gravel and this is the first time and uh, in one corner when uh, when uh, in the car uh, Tosato say, ah, be careful because this corner is dangerous, something else. For nothing, uh, I remove my feet to the pedal mm. and for nothing, I take a big risk to crash. I say, oh, and for lucky him, he say, be careful. And uh, yeah, when we see is a good opportunity also for the GC rider, uh, keep a second uh, and uh, drop uh, the other uh, rider. Also in uh, in the stage, uh, arriving uh, middle of the market, maybe when uh, we do the uh, cross uh, crosswind uh, in the in the climb. Uh, yeah, that really happens in the Giro. You know, it hardly ever splits because of crosswinds. So yeah, I remember watching that and just the boys just like drilling on the front. You can just see Ghana there, just you know, as he says now, it's just like just loves it. You know, especially when you know everyone's the split in behind the leader of the race in the pink jersey's getting dropped, and just when you get on that roll, it's just I think like in the Giro the last two years, this team has just sort of started well, and that's just just grown from there really. So like in 2020, like we said, people won four stages. They won the overall. I think did you win six stages altogether, the team? Mm. And so it's just like yeah, unbelievable really. So. Yeah, it's just, it's hard when it goes the other way, like in the tour last year. But um, yeah, luckily people hasn't experienced that. So hopefully that might change if he does the <laughs> tour this year. Who would you compare Pippo to? Now you've ridden with him for a while, Geraint, and you've been in the team with him for a couple of years. I was wondering if he, if he reminds you in any way of one of our previous guests on Series 2 of the GTCC, whether he's just a little bit of Fabian Cancellara. Yeah, it definitely does remind me a bit of him, obviously, because... The, the time trial and you know big strong guy just need to start doing the classics now which we hope we uh, I try to do a little bit of it to see yeah. if I like or not because uh, last two years when I try to do I don't like because uh, too much hard uh, <laughs> something else but uh, <laughs> maybe I grow up a little bit with the two big zero and we see if uh, if we can do new goals for me for this year yeah yeah, for sure. Like I would say, hundred percent. Like Roubaix, Flanders, even, but especially Roubaix. Like that's just built for, for people. You know, I think he's just I uh, like a steep climb. Yeah. For my weight is too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're over short, especially when you got like eight hundred odd watts in those legs for a couple of minutes. You know, so yeah, I think um, there is exciting times ahead to to see how far he can go. For sure. Didn't you win the under twenty three race at, at Roubaix? 
Yeah, in uh, 23. Yeah, in uh, in uh, I remember I go in the breakaway when uh, the flag uh, start to move, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I start to drop one and one each rider, and then in the last sector I attack and uh, I say I arrive alone, but uh, a lot of years ago. Yeah, <laughs> oh, probably not as not that long ago then. Well, how, when was that? In uh, 15, 17, oh, uh, 16, okay. 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was under 23 a lot longer than that ago, mate. So <laughs> You're not that old. <laughs> we, we say little Ben uh, is too young for you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I won junior Roubaix, actually. People's won under 23, so yeah. I try also in the junior. I go in every, anyway, in the, the breakaway, mm. but... Uh, in one sector I punch I'm coming back in the bunch and then that's the thing <laughs> yeah that's the thing with those races it's not just the legs as well you know you need that experience of just riding them for a start you need the the luck of having your bad luck early on almost like because everyone almost has some bad luck in Roubaix you always nearly have a puncher or a little crash and mm. it's just when that happens if it happens at a bad moment then you're screwed but yeah we'll see Okay, so you've both had success in earlier versions of Paris-Roubaix. And Geraint, you also know what it's like to win the team pursuit at the Olympics. So let's talk about that ridiculous final in Tokyo. Because, I mean, you know better than anyone else what it's like to ride that final. Did you think Italy would... Because Denmark were such red-hot favourites, weren't they, after the way they qualified? Yeah, like the previous uh, year or so, Denmark had been the team to beat. You know, Italy were coming up along the way. You know, it was a bit of a change in the guard. There was quite a few other good teams around, but those two were sort of like the the leading teams almost. And Denmark were out, outstanding favourites. And what was it like going into a K to go? They were almost a second up, weren't they? 0.8 of a second or something? Exactly. Yeah. And then Pippo coming on to That's do his problem. second turn just winds it up. Yeah. Just slowly gets quicker and quicker. Just add the legs and just. Well, you can explain it, but I don't know how you felt. But when did you hit the front? Was- uh, I don't know because I remember just uh, black everywhere. Black. <laughs> my seat don't, my eyes don't see nothing, and uh, yeah, I try to to be squeeze, 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 and then uh, yeah, uh, when uh, when uh, we have crossed the line, and uh, I see the not the TV, what is the name? Like the what do you call that? The scoreboard. Big vi- the, big screen, the video, the video screen. screen. Exactly. When I see that uh, uh, with the new world record and the Italy close the this amazing right, I say, ah, oh, we had two. <laughs> <laughs> we we say arrive finally because uh, we haven't win nothing before, just a uh, one World Cup and uh, one European uh, title, then. Uh, World Championship, nothing. Olympics, nothing. And uh, yeah, to back uh, in the in the top in the high level uh, is, uh, I think, is amazing for everyone because uh, we can see also a lot of work we have do for arrive, uh, a lot of stress, a lot of uh, sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, come back is nice. Mm. I think the most impressive thing as well wasn't just how Ghana rode that race, but you did the TT like before, no? Six days before. Yeah, six days before and was fourth. <laughs> One hour. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, like an over over an hour time trial on the road, and then you were fourth, right? Mm. Yeah, so just missed out on a medal by 
less than a second, I think. No, no, no. I lose the podium for uh, four seconds. Yeah, four seconds. Yeah. And then six days later, he's doing that oh, on the track. for the... For, I don't remember, okay. It was but close. Anyway, <laughs> we are close. <laughs> but then a few seconds, a few days later, sorry, to do that ride, which is, you know, three minutes and 42 seconds? It's a, a free 42 point uh, blah 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 I don't remember but uh, <laughs> it's, it's fast, fast. <laughs> for four kilometers a standing start that's fast so yeah that was just super impressive I remember watching it just like yeah mouth open just like wow and also very happy because obviously as a teammate winning the Olympics see I, I was watching it G thinking my first thought was, wouldn't it be amazing to be Pippo's teammates? And then as I watched it, I was thinking, wouldn't it be awful to be Pippo's teammates <laughs> trying to hang on to his wheel and he's he's hitting those ridiculous speeds? Yeah, because obviously they've done their turns at that point. Um, so they're kind of, they finished their last turn and they're more or less empty. Like they get on the back and they just need to hold that wheel. And then, yeah, for someone like Pippo just getting faster and faster and just dragging you around, like... Yeah, you just got to grit your teeth and hold that wheel. And yeah, luckily they did. And Olympic champions, yeah. But you believe in the start, we can win or not? Did I? Yeah. Uh, I always got confidence in you. But not too much. But I'm not sure about the other three. (laughs) (laughs) If I was a betting man, I probably would have put it on Denmark. Mm. But I was glad that, one, I didn't bet. And I was second glad that you won. So yeah, all good. Yeah, good. well rescued, G. Uh, What... What was the reaction like back in Italy, Pippo? Because the four of you celebrating on the track was amazing. Uh, for for sure, uh, no, for sure, a lot of people. It's, it's strange, but the cyclist is not uh, follow a lot in Italy. Maybe yes, for the Giro, everyone uh, arriving the road because the, the Giro pass close the house. But in the track, is not the same culture. It's a lot of difference. And uh, when the day after, I receive a lot of message. Uh, a lot of newspapers speak about that. And that's uh, when uh, we are back, uh, a lot of uh, people say thank you because uh, when uh, when you see a new sport uh, and the people say, oh, fuck, it's nice. Mm. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's really nice. It's, uh, I like it that. And uh, now also because the people start to follow the sport, uh, it's really nice. Yeah, I bet it must be even better because Italy don't win loads of gold medals do they how many uh, roughly 41 no. oh 41 yeah. oh they still won quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> you know spot yeah got the big one Jay. Yeah. they got the 100 meters didn't they in the, in yeah the they did have an unbelievable olympics actually didn't they yeah but like generally like you know like the uk for instance when they win i don't even know how many gold medals they normally win but when you're like third or fourth fifth in the medal table it's a lot of goals isn't it and it can be sort of i don't know diluted might be the wrong word but um so someone's at the door. Hello? Nobody. Nobody. But yeah, so in Italy, when it's um, less common, I guess, and when you're not winning them every day, you know, when it's just one a day or whatever, mm. then it's even bigger and better. And obviously Italians, you know, they're really, well, we all know what Italians are like, aren't they? All flamboyant and, <laughs> you know, get excited. And it must be a great feeling, yeah. But it's, okay, is it true, because this, this was something that surprised me, Geraint, is it true, Pippo, that there's only one indoor velodrome in Italy? At the moment, we have just one, and in this moment, it's closed because uh, you need the work inside for clean and something else, and uh, maybe we're going to Slovenia for, for training because uh, 
He's all closer and mm. uh, we have a big Where problem. is it? In Milan? Or? No, he's closer Brescia, Bergamo. Oh, uh, okay. Yes, in, uh, in the north of Italy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty nuts, isn't it? Because we used to think that we didn't have many in Britain. And now we have several, including, of course, in Newport, the... Garen Thomas National Velodrome of Wales. Exactly. But to find out that Italy has <laughs> only got one... Yeah, it is bonkers, actually. Especially, you know, with Viviani as well. You know, he won the, the Omnium in previous one, Rio. Rio, yeah. And he got a medal again in Tokyo. And yeah, so they're producing great track riders, but... Um, yeah, we are unlucky. One, <laughs> yeah. Just to sure we are unlucky. <laughs> Should we talk about your world titles, Pippo? So I was wondering what your motivation is like beyond the fact that you want to win a world title. Is there something you've done for your, cause you've won the last two. Is it true that it was Rowan Dennis that you were focusing on in the first one and you, in training you were thinking about, okay, Rowan Dennis has beaten me in the last one. And in training you were just thinking about him. No, but uh, not just with him, but uh, everyone in uh, 19, we start with him because uh, we know he's uh, the Massive is uh, more stronger than me or something else. After that, uh, for the 2020, every single training is uh, for uh, arriving in the front of everyone, not just uh, Ron. Ron, yes, because uh, he's the world champion in this moment. And I say I won't uh, win the fight I won with me and uh, something else. But uh, when I win in uh, 2020, I think, okay, the next year, I will be me too again the best, and uh, I need train in uh, more for uh, uh, win my fight personal with myself to improve uh, uh, with the position or something else. And for lucky, the the team have uh, helped me a lot for that. And uh, yeah, he's is uh, uh, every time when I jump up in my bike, I say. This training is uh, for uh, improve, for grow up, uh, and uh, to arrive at uh, my goals. It can be a time trial or a road race. Yeah. When you say about um, aerodynamics and stuff, are you like you know you know time trialists, Tom? You, you they're all into aerodynamics. Let's mm-hmm. face it, but some are like super like they're like they have a bible of aerodynamics. You know they're super into it. Like Alex Dowsett, for instance, he loves aero stuff doesn't he are you are you super I, I be, into it or are you no I believe in the team because uh, yeah try to keep the solution or something else is uh, too much work I yeah like, I prefer, so you like to them do the process and then you just mm-hmm. test it and then go and exactly. do it I, before uh, when we ever then uh, wind tunnel and then uh, yeah. if it uh, work well or not uh, we keep the decision uh, yes yeah. we use or not it's good timing actually talking about aerodynamics because a couple of weeks ago, I was on the velodrome, changing my position and trying to find gains there. So, like you know, putting the saddle down, putting the bars up, narrower, um, different helmets, like where you have your radio, all this stuff, and it's so monotonous and like boring. You yeah, know? a lot. You have to like you do. I don't know if it's more boring in the wind tunnel or in the. Velodrome. Our wind tunnel is probably worse because it's also with the cold. Uh, cold. Yeah, hundred percent horrible, but. A necessary evil almost yeah so, because in the end when we win uh, you think oh, okay we'll do this test and uh, bam is alright the result well I haven't won yet so hopefully I get to do that but yeah, yeah. you do um, <laughs> yeah I do all the testing for him I think Tom that's where you are in your career now yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> but like on these tests, we'll do like 2K, which is eight laps. You have to do the same speed every run. So you do it, eight laps, come off. You might change position again, do it another one, change something it's else, boring. do another one. Wow. Four hours of just that is, uh, yeah, it's pretty monotonous. But as we say, if you do it and you, they reckon they found quite a chunk of watts actually. Really? So, I won't divulge how many, but it's significant. So, what? All I'm saying is, watch your back, mate. <laughs> this year, watch, watch out. <laughs> top Garner maybe toppled. Second <laughs> position behind <Yeah>. Garen Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> what was making the difference, G? What were the little tweaks? Um, well, we did a lot. So, narrower slightly. Bars went up. Saddle went down. That was good. For the legs, also. Yeah, for now. <laughs> but, uh, but it's okay <laughs> um, but I don't have to pedal as hard so you know I've just got to start now and just cruise everywhere because you know, I'm so aero <laughs> um, but yeah so it's it's a bit one of them though it's finding the balance so you kind of go to the extreme and then you come back a bit because obviously you can't ride in super extreme position so yeah. it's all interesting stuff though what, what do you make of, of Pippo as a, as a time trial rider then G because you've had a fair amount of success in time trials yourself you won the prologue of the tour in 2017. So when you watch Pippo on a time trial bike, what is what do you see? I think the biggest difference, though, is that he's a pure time trialist, almost. Like, I don't know, it's something I've always sort of been good at, and especially because I've had the track and the team pursuit. And, but I have never really worked on it 100%. And when I see, like when Rowan was in the team as well, and you see how much detail they go into when it comes to the course and equipment, and it's just... Uh, another level and I think for him you can just see it's just so natural you know everyone well not everyone but I was told once that a good bike rider especially a time trialist is like a swan on a lake so you see the swan and it's just floating along but underneath his, his legs are just going crazy you know but his upper body is just still and that's what it's like watching Ghana and uh, and as we spoke about in 2020 when he won his first world title it was crazy actually because it was me Ghana and Rowan all in the same hotel with the team because we were in our own we stayed in our team bubble for the Giro because we were going to the Giro a couple of days later so we didn't actually go to our national teams so it was really strange like in the morning of the race normally you know you sat there with all the Brits and in a different hotel to everyone else we walked down for dinner for breakfast sorry and it's like people and Rowan you know the two guys that you sort of racing flat out within like you know a couple of hours time so that was kind of strange but um strange but tonight yeah yeah for sure it's strange but it's also it felt normal because yeah. that's what we do 99 percent of the time anyway pippa i asked garen earlier what it was like having you as a teammate so let's flip that one round what's it like for you having garen as a teammate uh, for me before coming here i see g in the tv i see g in uh in a lot of uh, moments, and they say, "Fuck, I go to ride with him." It's uh, it's it's strange for me because uh, I'm younger. Okay, I win two or three races, not too much. But, Big uh, ones, yeah. Okay, <laughs> quality race, but uh, not too much. But uh, inside my my mind, to see him or to see the other guys in this team or any team is uh, it's strange because I say is my idol i start to ride because uh, i see these guys uh, and uh, to see in the same to see to be in the in the in the same team to to be 
like now in the same room uh, to speak together is uh is strange but uh unlike because i say okay i say speak with a, a little god you know uh because uh, uh it's a, a dream it's a dream for me yeah thanks mate it's the first time i've been called a little god as well yeah, don't worry <laughs> i'll pay you later <laughs> that's not what sar calls you is it <laughs> no that's definitely not what sar calls me no no but we won't go into that <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about uh, the hour record? Because it's an obvious topic for you, Pippo. Everyone's been talking about it as soon as you came into the the, the pro. As soon as you came into the pro world, everyone looked at what you could do and started thinking, "What could he do over the hour? Is it something you're going to have a crack at sooner rather than later?" A lot of people ask you that. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> you know the pain in the legs, in the neck. In the back, <laughs> in the another zone up the saddle, <laughs> you have to do one hour full gas deep in the velodrome. Just to think, I say, but why? Why I need to do what? Just to look at other guys do, but uh, <laughs> maybe when I go G, I follow him. I say, okay, G, now you start. I drink one beer. I see you do one hour full gas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then if I do it, will you do it after? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We okay, that's that's the deal. Then I'll... challenge. Well, if I do it, Ghana will do it. And he'll, yeah, hopefully I get it. And then he'll just smash it then. But I reckon he can go, what did Campanat? What, 55? So the current, 55089 kilometers. Yeah, 55.5 is, is done. It's perfect. 55.1's enough. Exactly. Yeah. No more, no less. There's been a bit of chat about 57 kilometres, Geraint. Can you put that in, in a sort of proper context for those of us for whom those little differentials don't sound very much? Well, it's basically, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's about one minute, three seconds per kilometre. So it's rapid for an hour. But if anyone can do it, Top Ghana <laughs> can do it. I tried to think of a 57 if a 15 second for lap is 64 hour mm. 57 is a 16 no 15.5 yeah it's pretty quick uh, but I try also for the individual bullshit and uh, maybe I die after 4k you uh. think it's possible for one hour <laughs> for you yeah okay <laughs> I believe you <laughs> no, but I think um, if you just think about it, like even 55 what the record is that's obviously unbelievably quick so yeah yeah, but in the end, I'm also stupid because uh, if the people say you can do, I try to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think watch your space, basically, then, isn't it, Tom? I mean, it's an intriguing idea, G, isn't it? Because it's one of those parts of cycling that has been revitalised in the last 10 years or so. And a lot of riders, when they come towards the end of their careers, have a pop at it almost as one last chance, don't they? Like Brad had a go at it in 2015. Yeah, well, he got it, didn't he? But he had really bad conditions, which also plays a big part. So he did it in London, was it? Or Manchester? Yeah, I think it was London. I think it was in the Olympic uh, Velodrome, yeah. wasn't it? And apparently the pressure was, was super high, so which can make a big difference. But um, he still did it anyway. Is there anything else, Pippo, with, with all this talk about our records and Paris-Roubaix and everything else, we're putting these targets there for you. What are you looking forward to doing the most? Oh, next season. Uh, we try to see the first stage in the tour if I uh, can do. I just for imagine forever rainbow jersey and the yellow jersey in the same moment. Uh, I think uh, 
is a is an important goal. But uh, obviously, we will see. <laughs> Before uh, I arrive to try to try to to start uh, in the tour, and then. Uh, We try to win before uh, before we arrive, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of goals for also for the this year for the classic for the maybe Sarem to support the team. Uh, maybe I don't know. We we see the program now. No, mm. a lot of big goals, Tom. Exciting year ahead, definitely. Well, people, thanks so much for joining us on Garrett's podcast. It's lovely to see you. I'm sorry for talking about the hour record, but you know we had to do it. That's the sort of podcast we are. <laughs> no, but it's a joke, mate. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you, you guys, uh, and uh, thank you for uh, joining me here. And uh, yeah, we hope uh, to see you soon. Yeah, nice one, mate. Right, Tom, it's time to get your Zwift update. At the start of the series, I set you and Lou the task of improving your FTP, otherwise known as your fitness. So, G, I have been doing my usual thing on Zwift, which is to set the turbo trainer up and Zwift up on a Wednesday morning before our GTCC ride at six o'clock on a Wednesday evening and uh, destroy myself earlier in the day, uh, leaving me able to do a nice gentle pedal with our friends and our fellow members in the evening. This means that I tend to do the same sort of session because I just look on the events thing, which is really handy, and find something I fancy doing. I did the uphill battle again, which was very much an uphill battle and left me in very small pieces. I was once again, not interrupted, but the postman came round at the probably the most painful point and I was unable to talk to Martin. Martin, if you listen to this, I apologise for looking in such a state. But gee, I felt great afterwards And that little cross race I did in Macclesfield in early January, I'd like to think there was a little benefit of all my Zwifting coming through there. And if you fancy joining me, Tom, and producer Lou on Zwift, just go to Zwift.com and start your free trial today. We'll see you there. Chairman Tom, I hear we've got something special for our members. Yeah, we have indeed, Geraint. We've only gone and partnered up with the best bike insurance out there, Lacquer Insurance. And when any of our GTCC members takes out insurance with Lacquer, they will get an exclusive Geraint Thomas Cycling Club sweatshirt. Right, okay then, Tom. So why are Lacquer so good? Well, Lacquer's collective cover is made especially for cyclists, for life on and off the bike. People just like our honorary GTCC president, Mike Carr. Have a listen to this. I signed up with Lacquer uh, a few months ago. My bike was insured on my contents, which was costing me a fortune. So I went with Lacquer, a really great model. And a couple of months later, my wonderful Carbon Canyon was stolen. They broke through my side gate and into my locked bike shed. Took the bike, which was soul-destroying, but I had a police report, police number, and a couple of photos, which I sent straight off to Lacquer. Literally three or four days later, the money was in my bank account, and I was off new bike shopping, so it was a great service. So if you fancy getting insured with Lacquer and fancy a free GTCC sweatshirt in the process, just head over to www.lacquer.co and sign up using the code GTCC. Enjoy.
Right, Tom, it's that time of the podcast where we do any other business. So we'll start today with an update on the GTCC road captains. Yeah, because as some of you may know, we are no longer just a virtual cycling club. We've migrated to the real world. And over the past few weeks, we've had the first GTCC rides in Manchester, organised by Jeff Abram, and also in Worcestershire, led by Paul Felton and Nick Bruffle. So if you fancy meeting some fellow GTCC members for a leisurely ride, coffee big breakfast or maybe even a cheeky pint then go and find the gtcc group on facebook and join him right now time to appoint some more road captains and first is jason jenkins in Carmarthenshire. congrats jason gary clearly has applied for stoke on trent now ross stevenson is the road captain for staffordshire but gary you can take stoke and help ross out we put a call out a few weeks ago for more people to spread the GTCC in Wales and the North. Uh, thank you for stepping forward, Scott Nash. Scott says, I thought I would put my hand up as a Welshman currently living in County Durham. Sorry it's taken so long, but now you've got two for the price of one. Scott, we welcome you with open arms. County Durham is a big area though, Tom, so I think he's going to need a little bit of help. If any of our GTCC members out there fancy that, then they can get in touch via email or on our socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And finally, a bit further afield, for Illinois, it's Simon Nicholson. Right, let's finish with a couple of questions from our members, shall we? First up, we have got, and I think we know the answer to this one, G, already. What's the best cycling book you've ever read? Oh, well, I can name my top three. It's the Tour According to G. Second is Mountains According to G. And third is Closely Followed by um, The World of Cycling According to G. I'm not going to argue with any of those suggestions, G. If you would like something which isn't quite so biased as that, then Paul Stobbs, our GTCC member, put something on Facebook every month about cycling books. A dive in there. Next one is for you, G, obviously. How do you know when the right time is to retire? Philosophical, that one. Well, that could be for you as well, Tom. Yeah. Unless you're not retired, are you? No. I mean, my answer would be when I've got enough money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, poor, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's when you know, you know. I think when, for me, the key things is enjoying it. And actually, no, there's only one key thing, just enjoying it. I think you only enjoy it when you're in the race as well and at the front and, you know, competitive. So, yeah, as soon as you're not, you're not going to enjoy it as much. And I think it's just like, and the sacrifices and stuff you make as well. You know, if you can still do them and enjoy it, then I think you're, you're onto a winner. But as soon as one of them goes, yeah, I, it's probably time to hang it up, so... But I'm still enjoying it, and I'm still willing to make the sacrifices. So, yeah, we'll see. It, was that was that kind of an indirect way of saying when you retire, G? <laughs> Were they hinting? <laughs> Were they saying, G, do you know that now is the right time to retire? <laughs> Maybe they were, yeah. (laughs) Well, that is it from us this week. A reminder to go to gtccstore.com to pre-order your Season 2 merch. We've got the jerseys, we've got bib shorts, we've got socks and some great bundle deals. We'll see you next time. That was the Geraint Thomas Cycling Club. Thanks to Club Secretary Louise Gwilliam, Head of Music Emma Hickman, Head of Social Fionn Clark and our Honorary President Mike Carr. Most of all, thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next time. Crowd Network, a place where you belong.